Slava Isus Augustu, Slava Navika, Glory be to Jesus Christ, Glory be forever. This is Father Basil again doing another podcast. Hope everyone is doing well wherever you're listening from today. Another little bit cold, wintry day here. No snow yet. The snow melted from last week, but I'm sure we'll be getting snow again in the next little while. So today, I want to talk about love and more about what Jesus talks about love in the gospel stories. So love is a word that we use a lot in our society today. We use the word love in many different ways, you know. We could say we love our children, you know, and what does that mean? We love our spouse, or we might love different hobbies we have, you know. We might love a a particular type of music. Or a particular type of food. I love eating this. Or I love doing this. Love is, uh, you know, a, a, an emotion. It brings us peace and joy and happiness. But in terms of what Jesus wants us to understand as love might be a little different than our human understanding of love. So, I'm going to go through some um, gospel verses or scripture verses from the Bible that talk about love and this to go through them a little bit and discuss them and see what what we can uh, think about them. So the first one is from John 15, 9 to 10. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So the first thing that we have to remember about love is that it's very closely related to obedience to God. Obedience to God's commandments, obedience to God the Father. Even Jesus had to be obedient to his heavenly Father, you know, and Jesus being the Son of God shows us that love is about total obedience to God the Father. So, If we want to say that we love, first of all, we have to be obedient to the commandments. We have to follow the commandments as much as possible and ask for forgiveness if we break the commandments. The second uh, verse is from John 14, 23. If a man loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. So again, this is very similar to the first one I talked about. 
when we keep God's word, when we follow the gospel, uh, uh, the, the words of the gospel, when we let the Father uh, live through us, you know, and what does that mean, letting the Father live through us? It means accepting God's uh, will in our life every single day. So when we do an action in this world, we're doing it not for our own good, but for the good of God. This is what we're doing. This is how we love. Okay, number three. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. So how does God love us? God loves us through sacrifice. When Jesus died on the cross for us, that was the biggest type of love that we can experience. And when someone sacrifices their very life for us, there's no greater love than that. So we need to sacrifice for one another. You know, it's not necessarily that we have to die on the cross for one another, but we still have to give up the things of this world in order to help one another, uh, you know, uh, come to Christ. Number four, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. This is from Matthew five forty four to 45. Um, you know, it's so difficult to love those who hate us. It's so difficult for us to um, forgive other people's sins against us. We always want revenge. We always want retribution against others. But that's not the love that Jesus wants us to have. He wants us to have a forgiving love and to try to forgive those who have sinned against us. Number five. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has not, who he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. You know, I really like this verse. This comes from the first letter of John 4.20. You know, as Christians, we sometimes are hypocrites. We say, well, yeah, we, we are Christian and we love one another, but yet we hate our brothers and sisters. And we cannot say that we are Christians if we hate someone else. Hatred has no, absolutely, uh, uh, there's, there's no hatred within a Christian's life. There could be hatred cannot exist. You know, the only thing we should hate is sin. That's the only thing that we should hate in this world. We should hate sin and the devil. But we should love everyone in this world. Ah, number six is interesting. 
He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Wow. This one is, uh, is very sometimes difficult to con- comprehend in our lives. Is, you know, this comes from Matthew 10, 37, 38. Are we, is God saying that we have to, uh, you know, disown our parents and disown our family and disown everyone around us? No. <coughs> That's not what that Jesus is saying here. What Jesus is saying is that there's, we, we, yes, we have to protect our family. We have to try to lead our family to heaven through our good actions. But we cannot let our family's sinfulness, if, if we have a family member who's sinning, <coughs> we cannot allow that to, to affect our, our soul. We cannot allow our family's bad behaviors are their sinful actions to uh, uh, tempt us to sin? This is what God, what Jesus is saying here. So you know, yes, we have to protect our family, we have to protect our friends, but we cannot do the same things they do if they sin. If they are, if they are totally uh, not following the commandments, if they are totally not following. God's will for us, then we we have to do different than them. We cannot, you know, behave the same way they behave. This is what Jesus is saying. Number seven, do not love the world or the things in this world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of this world. And the world passes away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. That's from 1 John 2, 15-17. So again, um, we, we have to differentiate why God created us in this world, and what is our eternal destiny. Our eternal destiny is not to live in this world forever. So God has given us things to help us uh, live and enjoy our life in this world. So he's given us all the entertainments, food, shelter, resources. But we have to use them wisely and share them with one another. And, and the things of this world are not more important than our eternal soul. So, you know, if we don't have everything that everyone else has, it doesn't matter. Because the only thing that matters is our soul going to heaven. If our soul doesn't get to heaven, nothing in this world is going to give us eternal happiness. Nothing in this world is going to give us joy forever. The only thing that's going to give us eternal joy is God.
Number eight. If I speak in the tongues of men and of all angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. That's from 1 Corinthians 13, 1-3. So, again, what St. Paul is talking about there is, you know, we can, we can say that we are good people. We can speak good words. But if we don't do actions that are loving to one another, if we don't uh, sacrifice for one another, then our words are meaningless. Words mean nothing without good actions behind them. Okay, so number nine. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It is not arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It is not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices on the right. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Sometimes this reading is from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8 is used at weddings. And, you know, it's, it's a perfect, uh, wedding, uh, verse to use because this is the kind of love that married people have to have for one another. You know, that it's love, uh, is not jealous or boastful. So again, in marriage, we need to remember to be patient, that, that our spouse is not always going to be perfect, that we're going to have to learn to love in a sacrificial way. You know, that love, uh, that love that comes from Christ within our marriage is going to be a love that endures all things. And yes, marriage is difficult. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, if we have that love of Christ throughout marriage, it really, really helps to get through all the all the things of this world that affect the marriage all the evils all the you know uh resentments all the wrongs that happen in marriage so that's what the St Paul is talking about there <clears throat> so number 10 let love be genuine hate what is evil Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Never lag in zeal. Be aglow with the Spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in your hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. 
contribute to the needs of the saints, practice hospitality. That's from Romans 12, 9-13. So, again, this is an interesting one because love is the opposite of evil. So, true love cannot have evil in it. True love means that we are thinking solely of that other person and not thinking about anything bad. We're only thinking about the good of the person. We're only thinking about, you know, helping that person become a better Christian. We're only thinking of, you know, doing everything in Christ's name. And then number 11 is the same. Be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So love is good. When we love one another, we are doing what Christ has done for us. That is that goodness of the Lord. That Christ is caring about us. So love is about caring as well. When we care about someone, when we want the best for someone, that's what love is. And number 12, those whom I love, I reprove and chasten to be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. That's from Revelation 3, 19 and 20. So sometimes when we love someone, we have to tell them to do better. You know, love is not accepting everyone's sinfulness. As I said earlier, sometimes people are sinners and we have to tell them to, you know, repent. And that is showing our love as well when we're telling other people that, you know, what they're doing is not going to help them get to heaven. Sometimes we have to be very straightforward with others and say, you know, I love you very much and I want the best for you and I want you to be with God forever. But what you're doing right now, the sins you're committing is not going to help you be with God. So you need to repent to God and ask for forgiveness first. Number 13. We know that in everything God works for good with those who love him and are called according to his purpose. From Romans 8.28. So again, if we are doing the good of the Lord, if we are doing his will, if we are following the commandments, if we are following the church laws, if we are going to church and praying and and uh, going to confession all the time, then that's showing our love of God. And finally, number 14, Jesus said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. 
And we know that, that famous, uh, gospel story from John 21-17. So after Jesus' resurrection, he gave Peter a second chance. Because remember, Peter denied Jesus three times before the crucifixion. And, and, and Peter had to repent of his sin. Peter had to show Jesus that he was repentant, that he had, that he was asking for forgiveness. So Jesus gave Peter a second chance and asked Peter three times, do you love me? And this is the third time he, after he said, and then Peter said, yes, you know that I love you. You know everything. And then, uh, Jesus said, you know that I love you. Feed my sheep. Okay, so Jesus said, feed my sheep means protect my church. Peter was the first pope of Rome, the first bishop of Rome, the first leader of the Roman church. And he had to protect the faith that Jesus gave to the apostles. And that's also showing love. When we, we show love, when we protect the church faith. When we don't get swayed by the things of this world, by all the evils of this world, and, and try, you know, and, 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 you know, we're, we show love when we are not sinning. We show love when we avoid temptation, when we avoid the, the world's sins. That's showing God love as well. So hopefully, there is a lot of information in this podcast today about how we must love as Jesus loves us. God bless you. Have a great day.